This is your other brother's podcast. It's like running through an open door. It's like finding what you're looking for. We've been waiting. We won't wait no more. We got a beautiful story. Every morning, on and on. We got a beautiful story. And we've only just begun. The best is yet to come. Welcome home, friends, to your other brother's podcast. We are a community. Navigating faith, homosexuality, and masculinity together from the jewel of the Blue Ridge. My name is Tom. I'm so glad you all are here, whoever you are, wherever you are. Uh, joining me today from the other side of North Carolina, I hardly ever say where we are. The other side of North Carolina, it's our other brother. I'm sorry, from the city of Oaks. It's our other brother, Ryan. What's up, Ryan? <laughs> Hey, Tom. Good to be back. Good to be back, you guys. Back-to-back episodes, because also here with us from the folksy tundra, it's our other brother, Aaron. What's up, Aaron? Hello. Yeah, back-to-back. It's only been like a week and a half since we last recorded. And before that, like six months <laughs> or whatever. Yeah, yeah, right. A little bit of our, our we're, we're out of our Enneagram slumber now. We're, we have awoken from the Enneagram coma that we were all entrenched in. We are officially... Full steam ahead with the Yobcast once again. Episode 98 today, we are talking about Side B resources. And just like our last two episodes, this is a two-parter. We're going to do something very similar to what we did um, these last two episodes, which is talk to Ryan and Aaron um, about some Side B resources they've stumbled across in their many years. And then also talking with the other guys on our podcast crew in our next episode to get their side of the story. Because we all know the pastors, they, they have some, they have some deep pulls. It's so funny when I texted this idea to Will and Ben, I got a text back from Will with a picture of like, some book with like 17 words on the cover. I have no idea what he sent me. <laughs> and I think he was joking, but I think he was also kind of serious that this was a, a side B resource in his life. So maybe he'll talk about that like 17 word title book in our next episode. You guys just got to stay tuned. We'll see. Will has the books though. His first side B resource would be some like theological tome. Absolutely. <laughs> yeah, right. A tome. Yes, that is exactly what it was. It was. And it had like, you guys can picture the cover too, like this brown, musty cover with like the gold lettering. That's that's what he sent me. So we'll see. We'll see if he cracks that thing open in our next episode. Um, no pressure to Ryan and Aaron to bring any tomes to our conversation here today. We'll see. We'll see what they bring. Um, <laughs> but this is the way we're going to talk about it today is we're going to talk about the first, some of the first resources we stumbled across when we first realized um, that this side beat thing or whatever language we would have used at the time, that this journey that we're on now was a possibility, was something other people were doing. Um, we're going to talk about like kind of our first forays into finding resources on the internet. I guess it doesn't have to be on the internet. Maybe you went to your local library and found something. I don't know, <laughs> possibly. But um, And then we're just going to talk about some of our favorite resources which have emerged over the years. So that's what we're going to talk about in these two episodes. Um, this is an episode, this is a topic rather, that our community has been looking for for a while. Like we have a resources tab on our website, which is a thing. If you go to yourotherbrothers.com slash resources, there's some books, some ministries, podcasts. 
Um, we also have, you know, something that's a new development is all of our book club books. There's a whole listing of all the books we've read over the last couple of years. That's on our resources tab as well. Um, all pertaining in some way to this journey with faith, with sexuality, with masculinity, not necessarily endorsed by like everyone involved with Yah, but definitely our book clubs, as Ryan knows, has has led to some spirited discussions sometimes. Sometimes people not as thrilled or not as excited about certain certain books or certain authors, but we've still had great conversations nonetheless. So you guys can check that out. If you just want to see what we've been reading, because our book clubs have been chugging along now for two years. So um, we've been reading. We've been reading lots of books. Um, but yeah, we, I put it out to the Yabbers. I was like, what what resources have mattered to you? Um, and I gave them a list. Like, is is there a blog out there? Are there books? Are there podcasts? Are there videos? Are there comic books? You know, I tried to like think about all the possible outlets of resources out there. So we'll see. We'll see what the Yabbers have to say because they have some feedback to offer as well. Um, but yeah, we'll be we'll be talking about resources here today. Um, sticking with the Yabbers though, before we get there. Um, something has recently developed on our Discord. I don't know if either of you have seen it, um, but this is something I want to do more often because this this just flows so well. Rather than me just coming up with some random topic to talk about, sometimes the Yabbers do like the job for me. They do all the work for me. This is why they exist. This is why they're here. They, they create the content for me um, because I don't know how it started or what prompted it exactly, I forget. But like over the last couple of days, they have been posting pictures of themselves like from yesteryear or yester decade in some certain situations. And I think it started with like different hairstyles and haircuts. I think that was the focus of it at first. And then it kind of evolved to childhood photos um, or just like glamour shots. And now everybody just posts post the best pictures of yourself. So, so there's been a little bit of a picture palooza in our on our Yabbers Discord uh, the last couple of days. But what the discussion prompted was like, I was looking at these pictures and they're so precious, you guys, like severe bold cuts and long hair, hair down to the shoulders and all sorts of, yeah, just interesting, interesting hairstyles. I offered up my own um, from my freshman year of college when my hair was down to my shoulders. And um, it prompted the question, I because Brian, you have the hair. And so I feel like your hair is in the room. We need to honor the hair. And oh I was going to ask, I was going to ask you guys, like, what's the crazy, have you done anything crazy with your hair? Um, or have you grown it out? Like for me, like when I was, I was telling them on discord after like six years of Christian education where everything had to be super neat and no facial hair, even the teachers and administrators, like no facial hair and neat haircuts, nothing dangling off, off of your neck. Um, after that, I was like, and I wasn't the only one, like all of my male classmates, I saw it on Facebook, like everybody grew out their hair because it was just, we were free. We were free from the tyranny <laughs> of Christian education. I don't know how other Christian schools do it, but that's how ours did it. Um, and so for like, I think at least a year and a half, it might've been closer to two years, I grew out my hair and didn't cut it. And it was horrendous. It was horrific. It got so bushy and and long. And um, it was, my mother was a happy person when, when I went to the barber and got, got that cleaned up afterward. But, but it made me curious because I've only ever seen you guys kind of like you are now. I don't think, I don't think I've seen either of you with hair too different from what it looks like now. So has it been different in the past? I'm so curious. Uh, yeah. To, to tell the full story of my hair journey would mm. require its own multi-part <laughs> podcast series, but I'll give you the quick answer, which is that 
Uh, it has not always looked like this. Um, growing up, I didn't, I didn't really have like a bowl cut, but it was just, um, it was a little more tapered than a bowl cut, but definitely just, uh, just letting it lie flat. Um, and I, my hair is very fine and doesn't have any wave to it whatsoever. So I didn't know what to do with it. Um, and it, it wasn't until, uh, well into my adult life, probably my mid to late twenties when I figured out what to do with it. And that is to, um, you know, well, that, that, that's, that's not your question. The question hasn't been crazy before. And yes, I relate to the cringe worthy, mm, okay. like looking, looking at my, my other pictures, my older pictures and being like, yikes, I'm <laughs> so glad I finally figured out what to do with my hair. Uh, my only other, um, uh, uh, my only other sidebar to that story is that I did go through a mohawk phase in college. <gasps> no. So two, okay. two Octobers in college, I declared it Hawktober, <laughs> and I, um, I got a mohawk for for wow. two of those. You know that is so great. I just, I, I'm so glad. Thank you for your vulnerability because I just pictured you coming out of the womb with hair like that. But you, you've had a journey. Perfect. You've had hair. a journey yeah. with your. Well, hair. Well, I, I don't have many pictures of myself straight out of the womb, so I, I'm not really sure. Mm-hmm. <laughs> sure. And I'm sure those, I'm sure those pictures are coming, Ryan. I, you know, I've destroyed as many as I can. No, Ryan, the people, I, the people. No, when I was, it. when I was young, I mean, on a serious note, when I was young, I hated, I really disliked how much, like, I disliked what I looked like. And so I avoided pictures for a lot of my life. Um, and so there just aren't that many pictures. Right, from that yeah, point. no, I can relate. Yeah, I can relate mm-hmm. as well. What about you, Aaron? What have you done with your hair over the years? Yeah, my hair actually used to be very long and very curly. Oh, it uh, no way! Like like ringlets, like a fro. Oh my gosh! Uh, actually, through most well, high school and most of college, I had really poofy long no hair way that was oh, no. super. <laughs> oh my gosh! Like, it was. I need to tell the listeners because they can't see you. Like your hair is so short; it's like so close. It's to very your scalp. short, yeah. and it's so short and tame and conservative. <laughs> And slowly receding. So Minnesota. Yeah. Well, the truth is, like, as I got older and older, I felt like I had to eventually adopt a more professional hairstyle. Oh, no. um, The American dream has captured you. It has. It's eroded (laughs) who I am, like, intrinsically inside of my being. Mm. But I looked on Facebook. That's what I've been doing here to find some photos of my curly hair. Praise the Lord. And they're not, like... They're old photos, so when you zoom in, they don't look super clear. But this is one. Oh my oh, gosh! I love it. The curly hair, <laughs> curly-haired Aaron covering your ears, just like a mop, oh, yeah. a mop on your head. That is precious. Yeah, yeah. But they, that haircut, I'm not gonna let it manage my 401k. Oh, I'm sorry. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. So it's exactly. probably a good call. Yeah. It, it was, it was good for the times, and I'll tell you, it was easy. <laughs> Um, and that's just my natural hair. Here is half straightened. Whoa. (laughs) That is insane. So it was like when you straightened it, it went almost down to my chin. It was long for how short it looks with the curl. But wow. The the listeners are freaking out right now after what they just heard. (laughs) 
<laughs> I know after what they just saw with their curly ears. on one side, yeah. straight on the other side. It was it was a magnificent picture you just showed. It was I'm sure so great. This is like emotional for me. Surprise, surprise! Everything's emotional. But like re- looking at that, those pictures of you, and then just seeing pictures of these people that I've come to know over the last year, two, five years, whatever. Like there's something in me that feels a sense of longing. Like oh, I want to know that person. I want to know. Like, what was it like to be their friend and to hang out, you know, when they were in eighth grade or 12th grade or first year of college or, you know, whatever. Like, I I just like find myself with a sense of longing when I see some of these pictures because because I just wanted. Yeah, I just want to connect with you guys across all areas of time, you know. Uh, I love that. Thank you for sharing your your hair stories. I would love to hear the hair stories and pictures work great on the blog. You guys, I don't know if you know this, but you can post pictures on our blog if you go to the comments section. So if you feel so inclined putting cringeworthy photos of yourself on the internet, um, go to our blog, do it. Just, just do it. Don't think about it. We would love to, to go down memory lane with you. And I would love to just have a sense of longing that I wish I could connect with that person. All right. And I look forward to the day when Yab is still around 20 years from now and we're in our 50s and 60s that we can reflect back on these times when our hair looked like it did now. And probably it's cringeworthy because in the future, our hair is doing something completely different. So who knows? I'm excited to cross that bridge with all of you. Moving into some announcements for those that have forgotten or for those that are unaware. If you want to rate and review our show on Apple Podcasts, I just checked. We're up to 131. 131 ratings and reviews. So fun. Thank you guys for all that have done that. Um, Yeah, let's get to 150. Let's get to 150 by, what's a reasonable goal? I don't know, probably not gonna happen this year. That's probably too fast. But by some point in the semi near future, to keep it super vague, let's get to 150 ratings and reviews. Just go to Apple Podcasts and rate and review our show. We would love to hear what you have to say. You know, I forget if I mentioned it on the air because we've done so many reviews on the air and everything. And I know I haven't read every single one. I don't think I have. I might've missed one or two, but like I was reflecting on a critical review because I was just checking to see like what's out there. You know, I I haven't, haven't checked the old ratings and reviews in a while. And I was, I was going back down memory lane at a critical review um, where someone was critical of our quote unquote fake sponsorships. I was taken aback. You guys, I was like fake sponsorships of all the things. (laughs) No, like I have my critiques. But that's not one of them. <laughs> I was like, wow, okay. Those people that have put in so much finances into sponsoring our show, I'm sure they are offended right now that they have been called a fake sponsorship. But um, but it was fair. It was a fair review. He, he's not a fan. He's not a fan of the fake sponsorships, but but that's okay. I appreciate I honestly do. I appreciate him taking the time to, to give us his thoughts his or her thoughts, whoever it was, um, on on our show. So you can too. If you hate our, our fake sponsorships or or if you love them, please leave us a rating and review. Um, you guys, our 100th Yobcast is coming soon and we want your help. We, we strongly desire your help. Um, we're looking for some 30 second or less voicemails from you guys about why has this show mattered to you? Why are you still here after a hundred episodes now? Many of you have listened to all of them um, or a majority of them at this point and and you keep coming back. And the question is why? Why do you keep coming? Why are you still here? That is the question I would love to explore um, in the form of a voicemail. So if you go to 
our voicemail, 706-389-8009. You'll hear my little voice giving you some instructions and introducing you to what's about to happen. But um, if you leave a 30 second or less call, that would be so great. If you want to tell us why you love this show or points of criticism, if you want to go there or favorite moment, favorite moments, memories, quotes, topics that we've done and explored, like what's your favorite episodes maybe that you've done, all of that is up for grabs. I would love to hear from as many of you guys as possible um, leading up to our 100th episode because I would love to do a segment on our 100th episode where we just play some voicemails from our dear listeners. So if you've called before, you are welcome to call again. And if you've never called before, if you're a Yabline virgin, now's the time. Now's the time to lose your virginity. Let's do it. Let's do it right now. If not now for the 100th episode celebration, then when? You know? You're making it sound like phone sex. <laughs> call the Yabline. Hear my please voice. Please do not call with your <laughs> phone is, sex. This is why we have negative reviews, Tom. <laughs> <laughs> please do not leave me a sexual voicemail. I will delete it. I will not play it. And we'll go from there. But yeah, it's it's so exciting. We're getting closer and closer to our 100th episode. Um, as for the sponsor, because we're talking about side B resources, and I was like, you know, give us, telling the Yabbers, give us your books, give us your blogs, give us your, you know, whatever. Um, cassette tapes. Give us your cassette tapes. Listen to side A. So here's the deal. This two-part series is sponsored by cassette tapes. Today's episode is sponsored by side A. No, no affiliation with the side a theology <laughs> and then next episode is sponsored by the flip side side b of the cassette tapes so thank you cassette tapes do you guys jam out to some cassette tapes growing up oh totally yeah, yeah. yeah i had um, we did have them yeah i had the spice girls first album on cassette tape <laughs> so <laughs> nice you know, I can remember jamming out to like Michael W. Smith or something, so Christian, I, or like Amy Grant or something. I don't know. Like mm -hmm. I remember, I remember that popping that into the yeah. parents' cassette player, and it was a revolutionary day when the cassette player got replaced by this like big fancy rotating. You could put like three CDs inside, and it would like rotate. Yeah, I remember those. <laughs> it's like, what is this? What is this magic from the future? Yeah, that was a, that was a big day. I think cassettes should make a comeback. You know, yeah. I think they're trying to since they sponsored our show. I think so. I think that's the motive because they know they know we get the big hits, the big listens here. So that's um, right. That's right. This is the one. This is the one to broadcast. So thank you, cassette tapes, for giving us the resources for this episode on side B resources. I'm really curious to go into this topic now with you guys about, yeah, like what was kind of your first foray into call, like when I first started figuring out there were stories and, and other people trying to live like I wanted to live, like side B, that wasn't a phrase or terminology that would come until years later, I'm not sure when. So, so I'm curious if that's the same for you guys or if you, um, or yeah, like what you guys encountered, like what was your first awareness um that you weren't that you weren't as alone as you thought you were that there was there was help that there was um encouragement to be found out there yeah for myself it was kind of a there were a variety of resources i found fairly close to each other and some of them were just about sexuality in general and some were more side b and actually helpful maybe to my theology and faith navigation through sexuality um 
as cringy as it makes me feel thinking about this, but like my first foray into exploring my own sexuality was just going to YouTube and like Googling people who are gay talking about their sexuality and, and, um, and like particularly Christian theology that went with it. And then I'd go and I'd post my little like posts, just talking to people about theology and like arguing over whether homosexuality was a sin or not and all that good stuff. Mm. And I just think back to little, little Aaron, like processing his own sexuality unconsciously through debating other people theologically on the topic. Um, Interesting. So how old were you when you started YouTubing, when you started looking on YouTube rather? Oh, I don't know. I might've been in my teen, like early teens. That's right. Cause you were, I remember you talking about like, what episode was that? You were like talking about. Oh yeah. Yeah. I don't remember what episode that was. That was fairly yeah. recently. Adept listeners, yeah. they're shouting it out. So they know, they know when you shared they, about they that. They know. Yeah, that's right. They keep better tasks. Cause I was like, I was, I was in college when I started figuring out this stuff and then you were in, yeah, like middle school or early high school or honestly something. that was probably middle school when yeah. i was starting to do that wow. but like i had wow. i was not aware of my own sexuality really at that point not fully um but then as i got into to high school um there was a resource that my church had they didn't really have well this was the only resource they had that related in any way to sexuality and it was about a lesbian woman who became a christian and then was like saved from her homosexuality and became straight and um, not to diminish those, you know, sadic stories, but it wasn't particularly helpful for me because I wasn't. Because you're not, you're not a lesbian. So how is that going to help you? <laughs> yeah, exactly, exactly, exactly. And like, I didn't, I didn't, I don't know. I was like wondering, does this mean I need to have my big conversion story still mm. and like come to terms with, with becoming a Christian? And then at that point I would be saved from my sexuality but um but no i i was a christian and that was that was tough but the first time i encountered something closer to i don't know helpful christian theology relating to my sexuality was um christopher yuan actually came and spoke uh in one of our chapel services on my campus and you know i i wouldn't say side b but he aligns fairly closely to a um, a lot of our theology. And that was kind of the gateway for me thinking about my sexuality um, in terms of like finding a way for me as a Christian to experience same-sex attraction and have that somehow be compatible in one individual human. Um, so rather than feeling like I had to purge the sexuality out to exist as Christian Aaron, um, he kind of opened me up to this idea of you know, having that salvation story, that conversion story, but maybe not experiencing like a radical change in his sexuality. Did you, after hearing Christopher Yuan speak, did you like reach out to him either in person or like send him an email or anything? Or did you just attend, hear what he had to say and go? go I, yeah, I just listened to what he had to say, but that kind of kicked off reading a lot of material. So then I read his book. Okay. Um, which was very good. Out of a Far Country, which is an upcoming book club entry with our community. Excited to Definitely talk about that. Definitely a recommended read. Okay, yeah. So, and then that led me to my final uh, resource that I'll share, which was the book Torn um, ah, yes. by Justin Lee. That's, I believe that's his name. Also, 
a recent Yabers book club entry from a few months ago. So look at you. That's right. Yeah. Having read these books, but not going. Unintentionally supporting the book club. (laughs) (laughs) I'm sure whatever, I'm sure whatever thoughts you would have offered would have been great. (laughs) Would have been super smart. We'll, We'll never really know. Yeah. Yeah. And that, that one introduced me to some of this terminology of like side A and B. So even though I didn't, necessarily i don't know wasn't sure where i was at with my sexuality at that point it was helpful just to get an introduction that way torn's a good one like i recommend it if you just want to know what the side a perspective is i think justin does a good job we just we just discussed it in our book club and it was a great discussion even though we we disagree with conclusions like he tells his story throughout much of it and it's just i just it's a beautiful thing when you learn somebody's story and learn more of where they're coming from and so um, that's a great little cross section between Christopher Yuan and Justin Lee. Look at you. Yeah, yeah. What about you, Ryan? What got you started on this journey? Yeah, I remember the first resources that were ever sort of given to me um, indirectly. This is a speaker at a conference. Sort of had a little side, little sidebar that oh, some there's there's such thing as a Christian who struggles with same sex attraction and. If, if, if you're, and, and they have decided to follow Jesus in, in spite of their same sex attractions. And, um, if you're one of those people, or if you want to know, uh, more, here are some resources. And he gave a link to Exodus International, which is not a side B resource. Uh, he gave a link to a website called becomingreal.com, which, um, which is what I settled on is more helpful than Exodus uh, as I looked at this stuff. And, um, and I remember in, this is in college. This is my sophomore year of college. No, freshman year of college, freshman year of college. Um, I remember my, this was January and my, um, my roommate in my dorm room was like home for the weekend. And I remember like, furtively like closing my dorm room door and like locking it and firing up like private mode and firefox as if i was gonna right as if i was gonna look at porn but now i was looking at resources for um he's just on the exodus international website (laughs) yeah i know (laughs) um so this this website becomingreal.com i i just now looked looked it up and it's no longer no longer exists oh i was gonna Um, look it up too i've never heard of that one what like so like what was it it was, I, I guess, I, it was probably like side Y, um, but it was okay. the first thing that I read that suggested that maybe I didn't have to work toward changing my orientation. It suggested that, um, it said, you know, if you want to pursue orientation change, you can, but um, but it's actually pretty unusual and unlikely. Um, that's not to say God can't or won't do it, but it's, it's not most people's experience and it's okay not to pursue it. Um, and there are lots of other people who don't pursue it and they're still faithful to Jesus. Um, but I think in terms of overall message, I would, I would say it was less side B and more side Y, I would guess. Um, I think my first real side B resource, I, I'm, I can't remember whether, Washed and Waiting from Wesley Hill came first, or if it was Spiritual Friendship, the website, the blog website. Um, he wrote for both, and and I heard about Wesley Hill through one of my pastors at church, um, a fellow named Nick. 
we were talking about questions of sexuality and how do I how do I reconcile my faith and sexuality? And he recommended Wesley Hill. And I was just thinking about that today, like as I was reflecting and, and preparing my thoughts for this episode, I was thinking, wow, how incredibly fortunate it was that Nick had heard of like these resources. I mean, he's ostensibly straight, um, as far as I know. Um, ostensibly. And, yeah, I, I say that it makes it sound like he's like super macho, but he was very... Um, he was very gentle and tender, which is mm-hmm. why I trusted him. Um, and I and I remember at the time I was very standoffish toward resources. Like I, um, I had this sense that like, oh, the internet. There's no, you know, there's no authority to say this is a good resource. This is a bad resource. Like I, I don't want to go and find something that leads me astray. I think was the. Mm was the the fear there and so to have this pastor recommend something um online in this book helped me to start to kind of form my own form my own discernment form my own capability to read different things online and discern for myself um okay do i want to follow where this is going or do i think this is leading me astray um yeah. Yeah, and I remember Washed and Waiting, that was very frustrating to for me to read the first time around. I think there was I, I loved so much of Wesley Hill's vulnerability and so much of his honesty about, hey, this life kind of sucks. There's lots that there's lots of suffering here. There's lots that sucks here. And there were parts that that were really challenging to me and made me kind of angry. I remember throwing the book across the room at least once, although I was trying to remember what what made me react that way, but I honestly can't remember, but I, I did. I was gonna say, we could read up that passage right now know, and see I if know. it evokes like a, a twitch <laughs> in the eye or, or something. Yeah, like yeah. But, but ultimately that was formative to me, um, Wesley Hill's writing, um, formative to me in understanding my sexuality as more complex than just I'm struggling with same-sex attraction, more complex than um, I'm following Jesus in spite of it all. You know, I think there are, Wesley Hill helped me, and, and spiritual friendship helped me see that there are elements of my sexual orientation that um, that are, are beautiful and good and God-honoring or at least elements that are like uh, correlated with all that. So, so that was um, probably my first real uh, side B resource. Yeah. Well, I'm glad you brought up Washington Waiting. I knew that would ha- have to come up in in this conversation. And one of our yobbers mentioned it as one of his favorite resources. I'll read it and then I'll share my experience with that and kind of catch up with my first forays into this world. Um, the yobber says this about the book. This book was given to me by a counselor of an SSA group at my college. He was one of the first people that didn't view my sexuality as something abhorrent, and he showed so much compassion for my struggle. So this book will always be meaningful to me in that respect. It was also the first resource I had read that didn't view my same-sex attraction as some sort of unpardonable sin, and it gave me hope that I could be faithful even with such a burden. And I get the sense that from so many people, like in our age bracket, Washed and Waiting is one of, if not the first, 
resource that was available because mm-hmm. it was like the the first one like it was the first yeah like pretty much yeah. explicitly side b book that that yeah. would have come out and i i read it this is a few years after college so i remember as as a college student you know 19 20 years old having realized that i was gay and kind of come to terms with it well come to terms with it is strong language but um but sort of like um acknowledged it i remember wandering forlornly through the aisles of like lifeway and wondering like uh like where's i i feel like this this book i i need a certain book to exist but it just doesn't you know and finally when i read wash and waiting i realized oh this is the book i was like looking for Mm. uh -hmm. at the time you know, I remember many a forlorn walk through through Lifeway. Those are the days. Those are the days when Lifeway mm-hmm. aren't they like out of business now? They're gone. Yeah, they're gone. Yeah. R.I.P. Lifeway. Not a sponsor of this of this episode. That would have been a funny sponsor. <laughs> Zondervan. I'm sure. Yeah, yeah I'm not right. sure. There, I'm sure somebody would come hunting for us if this was uh, sponsored by by Zondervan or Lifeway. But um, I I was late to the game. Like I I didn't read Washington Waiting for years after I knew I knew it existed. I knew it was like this book that people were crazy about, and it was like the one. It was the first like side B book. So I knew I knew it was something that I would eventually read. It just took me it took me a few extra years, and I think I used like a roommate's copy. Like it, it took me living with somebody who had the book to then like allow me to pick it up and start reading it, and then. And then I remember just being like, wow, like I've never read anything like this in book form. And it was it was pretty revolutionary for me as well, just to like to see that written down like so openly um, about about his story. It was it was uh, it was a cool moment to finally to finally read it when I did. But, you know, something about us, because we're all fairly close in range. You know, Aaron, Aaron's a little younger. He's he's the baby of our team here um, <laughs> with his big, poofy, curly hair of yesterday. That's all right. But um. But yeah, like for me, like, so, so we're all coming at it from a similar, um, relationship with the internet. Cause I was, I was relating with what you were saying, Ryan, about like the internet as like, it was kind of new, like the, mm-hmm. <laughs> having, having like Wi-Fi, that was a new thing where I, my computer wasn't plugged into the wall somewhere into an ethernet cable. Like this was kind of new to like be free range and start Googling things and starting to find stuff and see what's out there. Like it was kind of a and new frontier. And so, um, you know, I've told the story so many times now, but like finding, finding a community of people blogging their, their life stories like that to me was so revolutionary. It wasn't, you know, a ministry page. It wasn't an organization. It wasn't a forum. It wasn't, it wasn't even somebody's book or anything. It was just, you know, Joe over here and Chris over there and, you know, all these people just blogging, um, most of them using aliases and just blogging about, at the time, a lot of the language at the time was struggling with same-sex attraction or struggling with homosexuality. And that was that was the content. And that was my first resource of like checking the box that I know I know I'm not alone. And and that was such a pivotal, such a pivotal moment for me to to even start to grasp the fact that, okay, now that I know that I'm not alone, maybe like maybe there's more out there. Like what else is what else is in these waters, the waters of the internet, you know? And so um you know, one thing kind of leads to the next, like word of mouth gets, you know, I, I learned from this blog community that a lot of those guys were involved at Exodus conferences. And so, 
you know, it was, I was, I was so gung ho. I was like jumping into this world and I was like, let's do it. I'm terrified. I'm scared to death, but I'm going to go to the next Exodus conference. And I booked my ticket to get there. And that's where I met a lot of my friends for the first time um, that I made online and, and just like being in that world and hearing people speak and going to workshops and hanging out with people. Like, you know, I wonder what it would be like to like, see myself there again all these years later and probably disagree with a lot of things. But at the time, it was just super helpful um, just to be in an environment where there are other people like me. I think that was just the baseline um, of being in a place where I know I'm not alone. And for the rest of my life, I don't have to ever wonder, am I the only Christian with a homosexual thought or homosexual activity on my computer? Like that's that's something that was super good for me to, to finally... Um, to just like to cast out forever. Like I never had to worry about that ever again. And so, um, so from there, like finding spiritual friendships blog, that was, that was another, um, part of those early steps into resources. Um, I remember like finding it and thinking, okay, this is cool. The website could use like a decorator or like spice it up oh, a little yeah. bit. <laughs> uh-huh. I think, uh-huh. I think that that website has stayed exactly the same, like, have you guys seen that website any other way? Like, I think it's just been the standard, like white background, you know, clip art banner and blog roll list. Beautiful on- <laughs> content. Yeah. Really tough. As I wish, far as the aesthetics I, go. Yeah. I so badly want somebody to just like spend an hour on that website and like deck it out, make it, make it 2022 in there and not 1995, mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. but God bless it. it. It's been a great resource for so many so many people because there are there is a lot of good content on there and the good lord help you if you're trying to view it on your phone (laughs) yeah don't know i don't know if it's mobile friendly yeah (laughs) not sure about that but um but spiritual friendship that is that is a blog that you know a lot of the guys from my era i don't know i don't know how how much people frequent it these days because i don't think it's as active anymore but back in the day like a decade ago like that was that was the place that was the place people were blogging like wesley hill um, and others. So, so yeah, I gotta, gotta give a shout out to, to spiritual friendship because it's definitely been part of the journey of, um, finding places to belong. All right, you guys. So in our remaining time, I would love to hear from you guys and just listen and, and hear, and I maybe share some of my own too, but favorite resources. Are there any resources, either ones that you've already mentioned or other ones you've come across in recent years that, are particularly meaningful or have blessed you in a particular specific way, um, depending on the season of your life that you're in, or uh, I don't know, any specific content, if it's a book, like specific chapters or specific perspectives, like I would just love to hear from you guys. Um, I'm going to have to go with a resource from friend of the show, Gregory Coles. Oh yes, we love Greg. Yeah, his book, Single Gay Christian, I would say is the just best all around resource, best multi-purpose. I feel like you can give it to anyone and they'll they'll be enlightened in some direction. <laughs> you know, like you can give it to your straight friend, you can give it to your your young nephew who just came out as gay, you can give it mm. to a parent, you know, you could give it to a pastor. I mean, when I read it, I was pretty pretty well developed and like kind of side B thinking and it was it was helpful and insightful to me he's um yeah he's insightful he's funny he's humble 
Uh, he's thought provoking. I think, you know, for a long time, I would have said that Washington waiting was kind of the, the best all around resource, but um, Gregory Coles has surpassed that in my opinion. Take that Wesley Hill. And I know, and I know, you know, I don't know Wesley very well. I've met him exactly once, but I would guess that he would be delighted that somebody surpassed Washington. <laughs> it's kind of like the the Washington waiting of this generation, if, if that's like a comparison that can be made. I don't know. Like I think Wesley Hill, he's just like a super smart guy. I think he's just a headier guy. And and not, not to say Greg is not smart because he's a doctor now and he's he's extremely, extremely smart. But his story, his book is just so approachable. Um, you know, and I think it relates to a lot of people who if you enjoy Yab, if you enjoy just like our story, our narrative-based community. I think I think that's a, a no-brainer of a book. If you haven't read it, um, definitely, definitely recommend it. Mm-hmm. It's excellent. Highly recommend it as well. I had a friend. I had a friend send it to me in the mail, and this is what I do. Apparently, I just can't get the resource myself. I have to like <laughs> read it off a, a roommate's <laughs> shelf. This person sent it to me in the mail, and I'm so grateful he did because I de- I devoured it. I remember just reading it so fast. I, I normally am somebody who loves to like savor it, you know, and like read a chapter a day and don't push through it. But I couldn't. I think I remember two days, maybe three days finishing that book. It's a fairly easy read, you know, it's not, not long or anything. So I, I devoured it pretty quickly. It's, it was so good. Yeah. The other book that I really loved is, um, people to be loved by Preston Sprinkle. Yeah. And what I like about his book is he does kind of dive in to try to tackle the theological discussion around the topic, but unlike most theologians or doctors who dive into the topic he humanizes it in a way that is unique Mm -hmm. from most other resources um and he incorporates a lot of stories of lgbt people uh that he knows and and things like that so i really liked that as a resource um as well and then anything by mark yarhouse i really liked also takes more of a um, so, so social psychological approach to it, but it's again, it's just kind of a unique way to look at it. And I felt like he um, had a lot of good insight and did a good job of kind of explaining terminology. And he had some different books out um, that just kind of walked through a lot of questions people typically would have. Uh, about somebody coming out to them or their own process and would do a good job of kind of bringing some distinctions between um, like orientation uh, and, you know, behavior and um, different, different things that I feel like in the general Christian culture get muddied very quickly. Have you read Yar House, Ryan? I feel like I've never read a single Yar House book. And I remember him coming to Revoice one year and he spoke. Mm-hmm. And that was really fascinating because he put up like pie charts and graphs and things. It was like, oh, yeah. I think I would enjoy it, honestly, because I, I love stats. I love numbers. Give me data, mm-hmm. you know? They've done a lot of studies. Yeah. Yeah. Which is, I'm super grateful for somebody studying my very specific demographic. <laughs> right. So right. Niche. Right. I was like, they've done studies on people like this? What? <laughs> Have they really? Yeah. I think one of the most interesting studies, a little side note here, one of the most interesting studies they did uh, suggested that being side B versus like side A or non-Christian is not like uniquely hazardous to mental and emotional health. And so like yeah. side B people don't actually, you know, it, it might, it would be tempting to believe or maybe easy to believe or your intuition might suggest that 
um, side B people tend to have higher incidences of depression, anxiety, mm. and other uh, negative mental health um, situations. But his his study, at least, um, his, his research doesn't support that, um, which is very interesting to me. I remember it. it was so, I was like so eerie that you remembered that because I was trying to think like there was an aha moment when he shared at Revoice where I was like, oh my gosh, I, I would not have believed that. And I'm, I'm pretty mm-hmm. sure that's exactly what mm-hmm. it was. I was just realizing yeah. like, it's not to diminish that there are mental health struggles in our community, like there are in, in across humanity, but it's not sure. as not as prevalent as maybe you would have thought. I, I was struck yeah. by that. The, the grass is not in fact that much greener. <laughs> Different shades of green. So I did actually read early on a Yar House book. It was... Um, Maybe it was called Understanding Sexual Identity, uh, but it was targeted toward like parents and pastors. And so it was explaining, um, just explaining this whole, this whole gay Christian thing for your mom, you know, or your pastor. Um, yeah. And it, it was, it was good. It was good. And, and he, again, takes a very um, social psychological kind of academic angle yeah. and uses a lot of, a lot of data um takes a very sort of objective and non-judgmental kind of just i'm just going to explain to you the facts here's where these people are coming from here's what it means here's what it doesn't mean um just to help help you talk competently with the queer loved one in your life so if you're if you're if you love the stats if you love the cold hard data if you're like a one or a five or or an eight or whatever to go back to enneagram territory there you go Check out, check out some yarn. Careful, <laughs> careful. And um, another one that's very, it's basically just in book form, a bunch of results from a, a long, longitudinal study. Um, it's called Us Versus Us by Andrew Marin. Oh, I've never read Andrew's stuff either. Tell me, tell me about that. I like it. Um, it's been a while since I've read his original stuff. I believe he is straight and kind of just got introduced into the LGBT world because a variety of his really close friends all sort of incidentally came out to him at once. Oh, um, we should try that sometime. Pick a straight guy. Yeah. All, let's, all just coordinate. Together. Let's change his life attack, forever. Attack, attack. <laughs> let's turn him into a straight ally author. Let's launch a career for him. Launch a career for the straight man. <laughs> yes, right. He could be a famous author and petition. White, white straight men, they need as much help as they can get. Uh-huh. Starting, right. starting a career. Right. He um he did a good good job though, because like the point of his newest book, and I don't really know theologically exactly where he stands. He's not necessarily at least in what I've read by him, he's not particularly open about his particular stance, but that's not really what's important in this book. Um, He kind of talks about like the vast majority of LGBT people, I think over 80% grew up in the church. And when he means in the church, he's talking about like regularly attending weekly Sunday services. Uh, And the vast majority of that is in the Christian church. So kind of this idea of, you know, you're these people who are the enemy are actually were part of the church. We're were one of us, so to speak, as Christians. And a lot of like he did a lot of questions, and I believe he coded this this book in his study. But a lot of the questions are like, what would bring you back to church? And it's sort of surprising that the majority of people do not need their church to 
hold the same theology as them, whether they're affirming or non-affirming, that wasn't the key point, but it was more about like feeling welcome in the church at all, or like it was just safe to exist in that space. So very good for other people. That's a little bit more recent. So a lot of the data and that is going to be maybe a little clearer and more accurate than some of the older studies. Very nice. Yeah. I mean, I am trying to catch up. Like there's so much out there and this is a good problem to have in 2022, the year of our Lord, that there are becoming more and more resources available about issues of sexuality and faith and gender identity now. And, um, and so much like, you know, book club is helping me, you guys, book club's helping me keep up, um, reading things that have been on the to-do list for a while. So that's, that's been fun to have that, to keep it, keep it going. But, um, but yeah, there's, there's just a lot out there. I wanted to bounce real quick back to, you mess, you mentioned Preston Sprinkles, people to be loved. Um, yeah, that's, I wonder, I often wonder how that book would be received amongst certain people if Preston himself were gay and he has kind of a gay name. And that's the funny thing is that he's like, <laughs> he's totally, okay. totally straight friend of the show. He's been on our show. We were so, so blessed to have him on our show. Um, Preston Sprinkle. But yeah, that's, that's, that's like my thought of like, he writes this book and it's very well done. I recommend it for people if they if they want a book that explicates um, a really interesting like parallel is is that book with Justin Lee's Torn because there's similar explication that's happening and there will probably be agreement on a lot of those clobber passages or or a lot of the context and the way it's been mistranslated or or Christians in the 21st century like assuming that the Bible says this when maybe it's not as clear or there's more gray language. Um, I think Preston and his book does a little does a better job of maybe like looking at the whole scope of scripture and kind of seeing the general themes and general patterns and, and what is marriage for and, and the family unit and all that stuff. So, so it, so it's an interesting, it's an interesting like parallel journey. If you read those books, like back to back um, where it explicates a lot of the same passages and the authors arrive at different conclusions and Justin is gay, but Preston isn't. And so, you know, there's, there's pros and cons to all of those when you're, when you're reading those stories. But um but I definitely recommend it for if you just want a better grasp, I guess, of scripture. And and he does a great job of incorporating stories like you, like you said, Aaron. You know, staying with Book Club, I wanted to give a shout out to to this resource that one of our yobbers recommended. Um, and it's another book club entry that we've done in the last year. It's Redeeming Sex by Deborah Hirsch. And Ryan, were you there for that book club? I think you were, right? I was. You've I have been was. there for most of them. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Um, and here's what he describes it as. I love the yobbers. They're so like detail oriented now, not that they weren't before, but they follow my instructions so clearly. I was like, give me the title, give me the author, give me a synopsis, and then give me, how did it hit you? Why, why are you recommending it? Um, so he describes this book as a personal memoir slash practice exploration of sexuality as it should be viewed by a Christian. Um, and he describes it as this, Deborah Hirsch was the first person I ever heard talk or write publicly about sex with such freedom, respect, and awe. She helped me remove the purity culture lens that had skewed my vision around sex to see that even as a celibate gay man, I could not only talk about sex, but love sex for what it represented and engage in conversations with my peers around what used to be a taboo subject. And that's so cool because it's not like explicitly any sort of a, you know, side B resource, but it's just like zooming out a little bit to talk about sex in general, which mm-hmm. I definitely was raised in a culture that it was taboo. I don't know. I feel like it's a, 
a, uh, a common refrain, unfortunately, <laughs> that it wasn't really talked about where I grew up. So, um, so that's cool that he found this resource that meant a lot to him and, and still does to this day for him to recommend it on this show. Yeah, I loved that book. Um, you know, I, I have some quibbles with it. If you want to know, you can ask me. But um, but in general, I really appreciated the way that she had sort of this expansive imagination for all the good that our sexualities can accomplish in the world. Mm. Um, and it helped me to kind of break out of this idea that my sexuality is this sort of dangerous toxic thing that can only um that can only harm things that it touches yeah. um and it's just a liability to me um it helped me to sort of reconceptualize my sexuality as something that um that can be good can be beautiful can bring bring life and and beauty into the world if you know and and, and she talks about how it can be um I feel like she talks about how it can be sort of cultivated in that direction. You know, and we've been naming so many men up until now. So shout out to the ladies getting some representation with, <laughs> with redeeming sex. You know, Eve Tushnet, we haven't even thought about her yet. I know. I love, I love her <laughs> writing excellent. so much. And her messages. Yeah. When she's yeah. spoken at Revoice. Uh, mm -hmm. Have either of you read her newest book, Tenderness? No, I keep hearing all about I it. I know. It's on, it's yeah, on my too. short list. It's all the rage in the side B sphere. Mm -hmm. This little this little world that we're in. <laughs> I have like five or six. The last revoice we I went to, I bought a bunch of the new releases that were from a lot of some oh, of my favorite look offers. Look at you, such a fanboy. <laughs> I am, except they're all sitting there on red still. It's like oh. I I've hit this point because ironically the idea when I was young of Googling, excuse me, Googling for like resources never crossed my mind. I I don't know how. You're more, because of, a, I you're more of a Bing guy. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> no, no, I was not a Bing guy at all. You, you had Google hair. Now you have Bing hair. Sorry. Ooh. <laughs> that hurts. That hurts, Ryan. But yeah, so I, I've read a lot of the books over the years and they're excellent. But like I hit a point where I just had reached capacity for a while. I think I might still be there, but I do like to read everything that comes out just to just to keep the, the beat on things, hear the new thoughts. And that was easy when there was like one every two years about side B stuff. Mm -hmm. And the blessing of where we're at now is there's a lot of new content, which so is much. great, but hard to keep up with. Mm -hmm. You know, you mentioned, you mentioned Revoice, which we have to mention as a resource. It is a resource mm -hmm. that is available. Yeah. It's not a book, but it is a, it is a nonprofit organization and they hold these yearly conferences, which we've been to most of them. All of I've us. I've been to all of them. Yeah. I just none of us will be at this this one. Is Look that going to be the first time for all of us? Yeah. Yeah. I'm gonna have to miss it. I don't. Did you guys do the virtual one when when we had the pandemic? Did you do that whole thing? We did. I Aaron did, and yeah. I did it together. Oh, yeah, I, we did. I flew up to Minnesota oh, to the folksy tundra and yeah. um, did it with Aaron okay. and Joseph. You know, yeah. I I guess I technically did it, but I feel. I feel um, sort of untruthful saying that because I listened to Gregory Cole's friend of the show. I listened to his one thing and that was it. He had like one workshop, which was really good actually. It was with Rachel Gilson. Um, mm -hmm. And they were talking about how he, he identifies as gay, but she kind of prefers more of an SSA identifier as 
as a former lesbian who is now married to a man. And so she just talked about her preference for language. It was such a, they were so like convivial. Is that a word where I think that's a word, right? They were just like, yeah, yeah, they were so agreeable and funny and just like, clearly this wasn't contentious. Like they kind of both understood why the other was, was using the language that they did or, and still also advocating for their choice. And um, it was just so great. Like I, if there was going to be one virtual revoice session for me to catch that year, I'm glad it was glad it was that one, but um, but Revoice, it is, it's definitely worth checking out. If, if, if you guys are listening, anyone listening, and you've never been to a Revoice conference, you know, go to their, go to their website. And we'll put links to all of these resources, by the way, if that's not clear. Um, put it, links in the episode and in the notes so you can click away if, as you're listening to these. If any of these catch your ear, um, you want to learn more. Um, you know, I always, when I tell people and when they ask questions about Revoice, like, should I go? Should I apply? My answer is like, I think you should at least go once. Yeah, absolutely. Go once. Mm-hmm. And it may not be for you. Like conference in, in general, I would say conferences are not necessarily my thing anymore. Like it kind of used to be new and exciting and, and like fancy to like wear the little name badge and go down the hallways and find <laughs> the room where the thing is happening. Like that used to be kind of really new and exciting for me. And I guess maybe I'm just becoming old and crotchety and it's not as exciting anymore. But um, <laughs> but if you've never experienced that life, if you've never experienced that world and just being in a presence with hundreds of people um, walking a similar road as you, I think it's absolutely worth checking out. Yeah. Yeah. And I would say treat it as a buffet of new ideas, you know? Like, right. You may not agree with everything, but it's still valuable and yeah. it's different ideas. To- yeah. Yeah. You're going to, yeah, you're going to find some stuff you eat right up though. Like, and it's going to be mm. great to, 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 to discover some new ideas that are exciting mm-hmm. and life-giving. Yeah. No, it is cool. It is cool to have so many voices in one place. Um, and it's cool because I think this episode, this episode's probably coming out after Revoice has already happened. I'm still, I was, I was joking with the guys before we started recording. I have no idea when this episode's coming out because we're, we're kind of recording it a little bit in advance, but, um, but it's around the same time as Revoice if it hasn't already happened. Um, and so I'm eager to hear about it. The fact that none of us are going there is kind of funny to me though. Cause yeah, we've, I think I've seen you guys at all of them, you know, the, yeah. the pandemic mm-hmm. year, notwithstanding, I think I saw you guys at all the other ones from St. Louis to, to Dallas. And I'm going to try to do it virtually this year, but I just can't travel okay. to Dallas. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, I gave myself permission. I was like, I feel this, I always feel this like responsibility that I have to network and connect and mm-hmm. be there, which isn't mm-hmm. a bad thing. I say it like, Oh, I gotta, I gotta meet our community that goes to these <laughs> conferences or, or, or it's been so special. Like, honestly, shout out to anyone like coming up to me or if you've come up to Ryan or if you come come up to Aaron or anybody else that's like been on our podcast or blogs for us. Like I've heard stories where it's just like some beautiful encounters have happened where somebody, I was just like sitting there minding my own business journaling or something. And somebody starts like, I can see it out of the corner of my eye. Like somebody's just like beelining toward me and I have no idea who it is, but they've like listened to our podcast or they read our blog. And uh, it's just such a special opportunity to see all of those people in one place and and you literally wake up in the morning having no idea like who you're going to interact with that day or who you're going to sit next to in the auditorium or um, or anything like that. And it's just, yeah, like I said, go one time. And if you hate it, you know, send send Ryan an email. <laughs> <laughs> no, send me an email too. CC me um, and uh, tell us why you hated it. But I think I think there's something to gain. Like you guys said, you put it well. It's a buffet of information. You're not going to agree with everything. 
but there's just there's a there's a lot of diversity in the room but we all unite around Jesus and it's a beautiful some just amazing times of worship and gathering together which I am so grateful for um, I, I have a sort of wrap up question. I don't know if yes, that's a good wrap time us for up. that. Let's do yeah. it. Um, so I was curious to know what you guys would say to this. What is missing from the CyB resource landscape? Like if you could snap your fingers and add one thing to, uh, to what's out there. And it doesn't have to be like something for everyone or something all around good, but just what, what's missing? What gap needs to be filled? I know exactly what I want to say, but I want to I want to yield to Aaron and see if he has. Oh man, and I I know not at all what I want to say. Okay, well if you don't, I was like I want to be polite and let you speak and not just go ahead. So this is something we talk about it a little bit in Yab in various discussions we've had when we talked about like I think I remember this coming up when we were talking about we did a string of episodes about like LGBT media and um mm. lgbt media and then we, we did like a spate of episodes like condo cast where we talked about luca and we talked about love victor we talked about a lot of specific like shows and movies that are out there and sexuality themes that are involved and something that i just feel like is missing is just like a prominent well-told like engaging dynamic movie slash tv show some sort of work mm-hmm. um that has like an explicitly side B person, side B mm-hmm, character, because mm-hmm. I can't think of what that is. Like, I don't know, maybe there's stories about monks or something like movies mm-hmm. about monks, which not to diminish, not to diminish our monk audience. We love our monks, but, but I don't know, just like some, some, you know, little Tom, little Ryan, little Aaron goes to college and wants to live out a side B life. And now tell me a story, what happens and how yeah. can it be well told, authentically told, mm-hmm. um, where it's not just sad and depressing because that's got to be part of it. There is a sadness, there is a grief, there is a there that is part of this journey, but it's not the entire part of this journey because there's also a lot of life that we have found, you know, certainly just being in in this Yob community and this greater yeah. side B world. But I don't know, like that to me is just something like a well-told fictional story um, mm-hmm. I think would be amazing, would be huge. Yeah, oh, I would be all over that. Um... I'll share my idea, and then we'll see if Aaron has thought of anything. What I what I would love to see is a book about, or any resource, I guess, about specifically what it's like and what it means to be uh, to be embodied as a gay man. Like you know, I, I think it's easy in our uh, in in our modern Christian thought to sort of separate our immaterial being. So our, our mind and our hearts and our sexuality from our bodies. And, um, and, and I would love some sort of exploration, a memoir, a set of essays or, um, or a more comprehensive book about, um, just, just the body, um, from, from lots of different angles, you know, we we talk about body image, we talk about sports, we talk about nudity, we talk about masturbation, we talk about um we talk about erections, uh, we talk about self-care, we talk about I mean I think fashion ties into it. Mm-hmm. Um I think there's so so much to sort of tie together about our experiences as gay men having bodies that are gay man bodies, um or 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 bisexual bodies or, or queer bodies uh, in some way. Mm-hmm. I think there's so much tying together to be done to all of that that I would love to see happen. 
Mm. You know, that's that's really good, Ryan. I think maybe the Lord is putting it on your heart too. I knew you were going to say that. I knew <laughs> yeah. this was coming. <laughs> because this is so funny to me because I, I think about that too. Like, what if I'm supposed to write a screenplay for this, mm-hmm. this movie that I desperately want to see so badly, you know? And it's the same thing with like creating your other brothers as a resource. Like I kept thinking like, I wish somebody would create a collaborative mm-hmm. blog with lots of real people just telling their real stories and... And why does it have to be me? Why does it have to be my friends? Why do we have to do it? And so it's yeah. like the first step, Ryan, is is admitting that maybe this is something you have to take a part in. So we'll, we'll pray about that with you. All right. Well, Aaron, <laughs> what are you accidentally signing up yeah. for tonight? Aaron, tell yeah, us, tell us yeah. your future uh, ministry. What is it? Oh, my goodness. For real. Maybe there is something here. Mm. I feel like um, I like a lot of the resources that are out. I think that there is a lot and I'm somewhat content to be honest with a lot of what's out there. Um, I don't know if there's any one resource that tells me everything I want to hear or every, like all the things maybe I need to hear or think about. But if you go through and read dozens, then you start to pick up a lot of good stuff. What I feel like is hard is there's sort of a disconnect at this point between the resources that have been produced and like the actual Christian community around us. So I mm. sort of still get exhausted by having to be the one to be the expert in LGBT, mm. you know, Q plus issues and go to church, church groups or Christian ministries and help them figure out like how to actually read some of them. Like just if they could read one, like there's been so many books I've given to family or friends who wanted to know more about like how to interact with my sexuality and stuff. And I know they never read them. So if there was a way to just take the knowledge we have and implant it into people's brains, maybe I have to become a scientist who creates <laughs> some sort of technology to I'll say, do that. This, is, this reminds me of the matrix where you can just like plug something into your body and learn jujitsu yeah. or like whatever. And so learn, yeah, everything there is to know about LGBTQ issues as a, as a Christian, that would be, that would be helpful. It would be nice. I, I guess I will pl- take this chance to plug Posture Shift. Like, I think it's a, mm. it's another resource we didn't mention, but um, they do specialize in going and helping willing churches who are wanting to learn how to better minister to sexual minorities, minister to sexual minorities. Um, mm. So th- there are people out there doing that, but I just wish there were an easier way as a side B Christian for me to like sit down with a church leadership and figure out like how can they actually come and minister to us because like these resources we're talking about are excellent but they're all supplemental like this Mm -hmm. is a day-to-day issue and ultimately the way god designed us was to have day-to-day christian community and so somehow we've got to like find a way for our christian community to come in and meet the needs that we don't even necessarily fully understand as like side b single Christian people or, mm-hmm. you know, married people who um, are married, but maybe just don't feel the same connection or uh, nuclear family ties as a lot of straight people do. Hmm. Great points. Yeah. As you were like wrapping up, Aaron, I was like, what if, what if there's like a thread that unites all of our ideas for future resources? So like a feature film that explores gay man body, gay male body issues, and then also can be a, it comes with like a discussion book for church. I don't know. I was like trying to like, right. how do we piece this all together? <laughs> Maybe they'll watch a movie if they won't read a book. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was like, how can we piece this all together in one fell swoop? But 
Um, all of those are excellent. Yeah. Excellent future ideas. And like, I don't know, what if you guys, what if we listen to this episode or reference this episode years from now or less, you know, to be optimistic and any of these ideas like come to fruition, like what would, what would that mean? What would that, how cool would that be if we like started to speak this into existence? Like, I, I think there's power in that of, of stating a desire for something. And then who knows who's listening to this from Hollywood or from the Bible belt or from wherever to, you know, get in touch with us, get in touch with, get in touch with us. If you, if you want to like explore these ideas with us, I think that'd be fun. Yeah. If, if you'll write the book, so I don't have to, I'd be, I would take you out to dinner at least. <laughs> a ghostwriter. Yeah. 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 Just get some ghostwriters. A dinner with Ryan is highly recommended. I, I recommend such a That's something <laughs> yeah. money, money cannot buy. I literally you can't. You have to really, no. yeah. Uh, this is so great. And you guys, we're only just getting started on this resource train. I'm going to pose that same question. I'm glad you posed it, Ryan, because I'm going to ask that question with Will and Ben on our next episode mm -hmm. and see what they have to say. Ask the Yabbers, too. And we'll ask the Yabbers, yeah, too. Yeah. yeah. We'll ask the Yabbers. We'll ask the general audience. Hey, audience, you heard the question. You heard the man. What side B resources would you like to see in the future? Go over to our podcast episode page, otherbrothers.com slash podcast. Find episode 98 or possibly 99 if you're listening to this later at a later date. Um, tell us in the comments what is one or two or three or however many side B resources like would you like to see? What's the medium? What's the topic covered? Um, what does the ministry do? Yeah, like tell us, tell us what's something that's on your heart and let's just put it out there. Like this is this is fun to do, like just throwing it out into the universe and just seeing who reads it or who listens to it or conversations that may come from it. I think, um, yeah, I think something, something powerful might happen with that. You never know. So um, this has been fun to start to, to flesh out some of these resources. Um, we'll be linking this episode on our resources page for, for future reference where a lot of the stuff that we have on our resources page um, has been referenced in this episode. I'm sure we'll cover more of it in our next episode as well. So I'm excited. I'm excited to, Flip the cassette from side A to side B next time. Thank you, cassette tapes. <laughs> Again, I don't want to make, I feel like this is unnecessarily confusing because we are not a side A community, but this episode is sponsored by this, the, the side A of the cassette tape as we flip the cassette tape to side B next time. Hopefully you're all tracking with me. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know if I lost the audience, but Ryan and Aaron, Thank you so much for coming on again. It's so good to see you guys. You too. Always Thanks, pleasure. It was so good to hear your stories and it tied really well with our hair journeys to like see visions of, of your former selves and the men you used to be and the men you still are and the men you're, you're becoming. Like what a beautiful visual of, of the journey that we've been on here today. So thank you guys. Um, stay tuned, everybody. Part two will be coming out next time with the other guys. Um, for episode 99 and you guys know what comes after episode 99 so just saying call that yab line lose that yab line virginity that's what we're looking for <laughs> that's what we want <laughs> or or be a repeat offender and call again and again and again you can do that too we would love to hear from you guys um i think that's going to do it for this episode for all your other brothers my name is tom and this is ryan and I'm Aaron. Reminding you that you are not alone. Even the sparrow finds a home. See you next time, everybody. Bye. Bye, Bye friends. Thanks for listening to Your Other Brothers Podcast. Our show is edited and produced by Thomas Mark Zuniga. If you enjoy our show, consider rating and reviewing us on Apple Podcasts. 
can also follow us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at Your Other Bros. We'd love to hear your story. Comment on this or any of our episodes at yourotherbrothers.com slash podcast or share a story to play back on our show by calling us at 706-389-8009. You can also email us at podcast at yourotherbrothers.com or write to us at Your Other Brothers, PO Box 843, Asheville, North Carolina, 28802. Finally, if you'd like to further support our storytelling, community building efforts, consider becoming a Yabber. Yabbers pledge monthly on Patreon and receive perks like bonus podcast content, access to a secret Facebook group, regular group calls with fellow patrons and authors, and more. Visit patreon.com slash your other bros for more information. Until we journey next time, we're glad you're with us.